Shut up and sit down. I'm gonna pack my wife and kids. I'm gonna hit that western road. I'm gonna hit that Oregon trail. It's coming fall. Before we start this battle, could you pee in this cup? I want to make sure you're clean before I mop you up. You think you're a real biker? You share your trail with cars. Go ride your dinky little bike to the nearest juice bar. Oh, cute, you ride your bike to work. My grams could do that. I'll be doing double backflips while you measure body fat. You ride your bike down roads to nowhere. See if I care. You don't have enough skills. Salutations. You are about to listen to The Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. What could go wrong? Here are your words of wisdom for the day. Criticism, like rain should be gentle enough to nourish a man's growth without destroying his roots. Now, let me make it rain on these chuckleheads. Oh, you're getting mad. You're void raging, bro. You must be running low on your daily EPO. Has anyone told you you look dumb in that hat? You have less hair on your body than a naked mole rat. I love being hairless because it makes me super fast. You can take your eight inches and shove it up your... Oh, wait, you gonna fight me? You wanna fight? Come on! Wow! Come on! Come at me, bro! Come on! Hi, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Evan Price. Well, I'm drinking an organic, orgain nutrition. Orgain? Organ? Organic nutrition vanilla, sweet vanilla bean flavor. <laughs> I thought you were drinking some Metamucil or something over That's there. That's basically what it looks like. It looks like I'm just drinking, yeah, med- I'm, I'm getting my, my protons and my gluten-free and my vitamins and minerals in here, so. That a kid. Staying Soy-free, healthy. Soy-free, non-GMO. Yeah, it looks healthy. Awesome. On Skype, we've got Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking good today. No doubt about that. Good, good, good. And also coming to us via um, our a webcam somewhere in the Pacific Southwest, Northwest. I don't know where you're at. <laughs> Lance Hepler, where are you at, buddy? Uh, uh, yes, it is Lance, Lance Romance coming, coming to you from St. George, Utah. Utah. Oh, that's where you're at. Good times. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, back for Dial Podcast number 155. I think next week would be three years, gents. 156, yeah. 156. Holy oh, man. Yeah. Will we do, be doing anything special? Probably not. Drinking some Metamucil because we're getting not. old, right? <laughs> Probably be squeezing <laughs> hey, don't, it in. And don't joke about Metamucil. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Let's do some backpedaling. affect your quality of life. Yeah, let's do some backpedaling. <laughs> Matt, why don't you start us off this week? Uh, I can be pretty quick. Um, team ride, I think, was the only like real hard bike ride I did. I uh, went to see uh, Evan's PT clinic to ch- have him check on my ankle, and he said, the peg leg is a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a direct quote from him. The doctor was in the house. He was ready with a saw. It was rusty, but I was like, let's go it for it. Let's do it. We, um, so we had that's, to compare that's notes. very promising. Yeah. You know, I Matt's, did two Matt's and a original half miles notes. on Sunday of running with the peg leg. Well, it's not peg leg yet, but it'll get there soon enough. And um, yeah, not a ton of biking, really just Zwift. I should have gone out, and I thought about this. You know, when we should have gone, we should have all done like a team ride during the Super Bowl because A, a lot less traffic out there, and B, the weather was actually pretty reasonable during like that first part of the Super Bowl. I think that, that would have been like prime time biking whatever whatever it was and tampa was killing them by that point so we wouldn't have missed much you wouldn't have missed much of a game right um yeah so that's it backpedaling and uh swimming i did some swimming i did some race pace hard swimming stuff on saturday which left me pretty wiped out 
Um, I'm swimming okay, not great. So you're knocking out some it. pretty quick meter times, Back. though, Matt. Was that the? Yeah, I mean, those are quick meter times. They're fast. I just would have been probably four or five seconds faster last year. Maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Maybe at least a couple seconds faster. Good. Still moving well. Awesome. Evan, you want to backpedal? Yeah, mine will be pretty quick too, I think. Another week down, pretty much the same exact numbers. I have found a sweet spot of available training time in my schedule, and I'm just going to try and do that for as many weeks as I can now. Um, How many hours is that? It's a, it's it's between 18 and 20 total, like 18 to 19 with maybe a 20 if I have a little bit of time more in the week. A um, lot of quality in there. Just did a tough workout this morning right before this, so I am ready for a nap, which means I've only got like three, four hours more of work, and then I can nap. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the weather getting a little bit chillier outside is making the, the hard runs outside just feel a little bit harder. And you see the forecast for later windier. this week? Oh, it's going to be snowing. It's going to be terrible. Sweet. It's going to be like in the 20s. There's a little fat bike behind you. Yeah. We need to take that thing out for a spin. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying my best to, to stay indoors as much as possible right now. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, just clicking over, and there's a race that is supposed to be happening in the early parts of April in Texas. So that looks like the first race on the pro calendar that I'd even kind of be able to make. So that's on the schedule now. Will it happen? Who knows? But if it does, I will be there. So I just um, on Saturday got my second dose of the vaccine. So that's nice to get that out of the way and in the clear. Um, Yeah, outside of me complaining about my back being a little bit sore and my shoulder hurting, I was fine after it. So we Cassie had me swim right afterwards, too, which gave me some false hope. I was like, oh, man, the shoulder's not too bad. And then like three hours after the swim, I was like, no, no, it's pretty sore. So that, that may just be because my swim form is so bad now, Matt, that my left shoulder is just constantly going to be in a state of soreness now until I get faster. Um, how, (laughs) how was like, did you feel sick after the second shot? Like a lot of the people I've talked to after the second shot, they feel really crummy. Yeah, no, I was fine. I did about five, five and a half hours of training the next day. Uh, the, the sleep wasn't great, but I think that actually had more to do with the fact that <clears throat> Saturday was one of the tougher days of training I've done in a long while. So I was lucky. I'm feeling just fine. So uh, I think I've got a couple friends of mine who had similar, uh, similar responses, Matt. And I know Kristen had a pretty similar response too, right? She felt, she felt pretty bad actually after her second shot. Yeah. She was not, I'll tell you what she wasn't doing five or six hours worth of training the next day. I actually felt a little crummier probably after the first one, to be honest. After the second one, I think I, I just expected to feel crummy. So maybe it was like a, like a, you know, yeah. oversell under, under perform. So <laughs> what, um, you said you were going to, uh, give us your wattage for being on the trainer. Yeah. So, so Jake and Lance completely misunderstood that J- <laughs> me and Jake yes, were talking we about first. So Lance, the, the race so efforts doesn't matter though. I win. Oh, right? Matt smoked you guys. Yeah. So the, the hold race on, efforts on. were the day before. Okay. Not so the- just out of curiosity, what was the, the average power on those race efforts for the three hours that you rode? So my, my, my goal was to hold about 295 to 300 for the 70.3 bike. So, so was that what so about 80 minutes at at 300 basically okay uh all in arrow the day before and then jumped off and ran an hour at goal run pace which is closer to 540 545 so that was the workout and then i literally got in the car 
and went straight to go get the vaccine. I would not advise anybody doing that. It was it was not fun to you know be hydrating like my life depended on it going into getting that thing done. But um, then the the next day, I sent out a message to Jake, Lance, and Matt saying. Okay, next time we're all in the podcast together, whoever guesses my wattage closest on this four-hour ride wins. And Matt comes out with a solid guess first. What was it? One thirty-seven. Matt was that? Where yeah. I think I think one thirty-seven. Yeah, I, I just looked up the numbers right now. Which honestly, twenty minutes into the ride, I was like, "Ooh, Matt's going to be <clears throat> Matt's going to be really, really close on this one." And then Jake and Lance's guesses come in, and I think they thought I meant uh, I was doing a four-hour race effort. So the guesses came in like 260 and 290, I think, which I, I appreciate, Lance, that you think that my fatigued aerobic wattage is about 300 <laughs> watts. I am not Filippo Ghana, though, so it was closer to the 150 mark. I think it was 147. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess completely wrong. <laughs> so, so Matt won himself a classic Pepsi. Oh, good. Yeah. Good luck finding that. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be easy. I'll, I'll search this year. By 2022, I'll find it for you. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Lance, you want to backpedal? Oh, uh, sure. Um, I, I've been out here in uh, St. George and just um, loving it. The weather's been fantastic. I put in about 16 hours uh, this week, and I kind of spread that amongst um, gravel riding and mountain biking and, and riding. So it's been a little bit of all of that. So I, a couple of the rides were phenomenal. The the gravel ride I did was so much fun. There, there's this like 20, like 30 mile loop that they call the, the turkey farm loop because there's this um, beautiful rolling gravel road that goes kind of through the mountains. And of it though is on rolls like an 11 mile climb. So, but I was having a great time on it, but my front derailleur quit working halfway on the ride. And so I was stuck in the small chain ring and then I was descending this big climb in the small chain ring and you, you get so much like chain slap when you're in, when you're trying to descend in the small chain ring and my chain sucked up into my frame and I just completely destroyed my chain. That so, is pretty unfortunate. It now, looked like a ref picture. Yeah. Was that hike-a-bike situation, or did you have to call for support to come pick pick you up, or well, were you in range of cellular service? I didn't. I kind of had cell service, and so I called my buddy and called in the rescue. And while I was waiting for him, I decided to see if I could fix it. And in the process of waiting for him, I was able to fix it. So I, I had a chain tool with me and a master link with me, and I and I took out the three links that were all completely tweaked, and I was able to put my chain back together with the master link, and and I was good to go. So pretty much had to just stay out of the uh, the big ring and the big yeah. big cog combination, so that you're not ganking the derailleur off. Correct. Yeah. But by that time, my um. My buddy had got there, and then it would be rude if I didn't jump in the car with him. He just drove like 20 minutes to come find me, so I just hunted and went with him. So Cool. When do you get home? Um, I'm not sure. What day is today? Is it Monday? 
you've got the worst problems, my friend. You don't even know what day of the week it is. Just, it's ride your bike day of the week. I'll, pro- I'll probably leave tomorrow and head for home, and I might take a couple days to get home. There you go. Cool. So I guess we'll uh, we'll jump into my my backpedal here. It's not much more exciting than everybody else's. <clears throat> we did the uh, the team's Swift ride and started that off with a little mechanical at the beginning. And I don't know if it was necessarily mechanical as much as it was uh, a computer issue. I've been having some problems with Zwift, where the um, everything's synced up and working just fine, but for whatever reason, my power numbers just freeze. So it will say that my watts are. I think it was about like one ten again or one fourteen is one of those two numbers, but it doesn't matter how hard you could be putting a thousand Watts down. It says you're going 114. Everybody just rides away from you. If you're putting 50 Watts and it's 114, everybody rides away from you until you stop. This is the third time that I've dealt with that. And it only happens when we're doing the group ride. And it only happens when I'm the ride leader. I don't know if there's something to do with Zwift or whatever, but it's not my power meter because that works fine. And I don't have any issues with it. And it doesn't happen when I do my own solo ride. So I think it might have something to do with the meetup. But long story short, I had to stop. I had to restart the the app and, and get everything going again. And then by the time I was back online, I was about to get two and a half minutes behind everybody because, you know, I have that happen all the time between stop and use the bathroom and these computer problems. So it was a 40 or 45 minute time trial just to catch the, uh, the chase group. So that was my workout there. And then I got to ride with everybody in the rest of that group or in that group for the rest of the ride, which was still fun. It was a good workout, just a different kind of a workout than I was hoping for. Um, a few more Zwift rides. And then we did another team ride on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to save the, the stuff that happened on, on that ride other than it was a fun time and it was great for you know ian's 60th birthday again the guy's not 60 years old i swear he's 45 rides like <laughs> it anyhow um i'm gonna save that for our hot seat today because that's a part of my hot seat question for this week so anyway that's about it for me um how about uh how about a little bit of this champ here i'm all about having fun you know get a couple of cocktails in me Start a fire in someone's kitchen. Maybe go to SeaWorld, take my pants off. Hey, Champ Bailey, you out there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, Champ is here. Um, yeah, in southern Utah and enjoying some sunshine. So Lance sounds like he's inside a giant auditorium all by he's himself. He's in a stadium but... <laughs> right now. I think he's in, the, he's, in, he's in the Tampa Super Bowl stadium. Everybody's cleared out, and he is sitting right, right in the middle as it echoes. <laughs> Well, I, I can I can hear my own voice echo about a second after me. It is not right. So it just goes with this ridiculous mustache. It's quite long. I need to do something about that. Okay. Anyway, um, in the world of cycling, there was basically no racing last week. There there was I think one small race that was happening and. But there's not a whole, I couldn't find a whole lot of results from it. So the big thing that came out this week is the UCI is trying to make some changes to uh, the rules. Um, they're trying to ban the super tuck position and um, some other things. And there was another uh, thing that, that banned the forearm time trial position where you, you lean on your, your um, handlebar with your forearms trying to get more arrow, but I don't know if that was a joke or not, because they say that will be going to affect April 1st. So I think um, it's, I think it's still up for vote right now, but yeah, they, they actually do say that that, that one is not a joke, even though it's April 1st being April fool's day. Apparently that, that is something they're talking about. Yeah. I think that's real. I don't understand the 
super tuck position either. To me, they're grown I mean, adults riding a bicycle. They're they're grown adults riding a bicycle. They f- should right. for sure be allowed to make their own decisions on a bicycle. So, um, I, all I know that is, if you get on Zwift and you stop pedaling on a steep downhill, uh, you're still going to go into a super tuck. So, oh, that's good. So uh, yeah, there, there, there was in that in that race, Lance. There was um, there was road racing, and actually, Felipe Ogana won. Um, I'm going to forget the name of the race here this last week, but he won off a pretty impressive breakaway in the last 10 kilometers. Champ is really off his game here, man. There was an actual road race that happened, and the triathlete's telling you it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know you're watching Tom, you know, blow up Kansas City there, but did you put money on Kansas City? Oh, goodness, no. Well, oh, good call. I, good call. I did think Kansas City would win, but. I don't know. Tom had something. Dude, seven Super Bowls. That's insane. It is kind of insane. Crazy. Got anything else for us? Is that it? Um, yeah, I got nothing. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Matt, Evan, do you guys have anything to add to that? Well, there there, there was the race. Hold on. I need to look at the, the results from it. I'm looking for it. can't find it. That's how small of a race or whatever it was. I don't think there's been much in the triathlon or running world that I can think of. There was the Zwift Pro Tri Series came back oh, on Zwift. Um, they're doing a bike run bike, and it was just marred with a ton of technical difficulties. It was I, I watched it this morning while I was on the bike, and it was I mean left and right there were issues. Uh, Filippo, Are we so desperate, Evan, that we're talking about Zwift dude, it's races? I know. God, it was bad. I mean, they even like Paula and Heather. So Paula Finley and Heather Jackson were in the same garage doing it together, and they blew a circuit <laughs> mid-race because they were both maxing out the treadmills. So like they just had to restart them and start later back. Emma Pallant was like 20 meters from the finish in a really good position to like contend for the overall, and her computer froze up, so she couldn't even finish. And then half the guys didn't make the transition to the run in time. So, like, it, it was an absolute mess. It was terrible. But uh, so Evan, I did find did the race. That, um, did you see that uh, Drew Hunter's indoor mile? Yes, that's American the news. High school record went down. Yes, I did 357 and change. Correct, Matt? Yeah, 357. That is indoor mile. Insanely record, fast for a high schooler. I mean, he was right next to Willis, the uh, Aussie Olympian. He was like a second off of him at the end. He, he podiumed the race. Yeah, um, Nick Willis is from New Zealand. But New yeah. Zealand, New Zealand, my bad, yeah. yeah sorry, sorry, New same Zealand. Ooh, care. some Kiwis are really, really mad at me right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yes, Nick, Nick Willis is a, is a Hall of Fame-esque runner. I mean, and he's been around he's forever, like nine, Matt, hasn't he's he? Yeah. like four-time Olympian or something like that, yeah. and he's uh He's like 57. Yeah, he's I like, think that they're <laughs> training partners or buddies or something like that. I don't know if they're training partners or if he helps coach or something. Who knows? Well, who, whoever the because the kid kind of was he on your radar because he was completely out of my radar. No, I mean I don't follow that stuff as closely as I should, but yeah, he um, he put down some amazing. But yeah, Lance, I found the race too. It was like stage three or four of a small one week one week tour. It's a five stage race called the Etoile de Besiges. Yes. I'll give you a buck if you can say it the exact same way again. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. But Filippo got to show that he's really fast on a bicycle still. Yeah, he won the time trial and he won the 
previous day's stage road race. That was the more amazing um, bit. Yeah. By he was in the breakaway and then he broke away from the breakaway group to solo to the finish. Yeah, he was he was on another level. I mean, he like I mean, he pulls away from this breakaway group. I saw I saw the last 10k of it. I think it was 10k out or 8k out, a ways out. And I mean, he is laying it down and they are, everybody behind him is on the rivet and they're all like, you know, there's eight guys in this break cycling through all doing equal work two two or three FDJ guys and they could not bring him in. I mean, they, he was just pulling away, probably putting over. I would love to see the power profile from that. I'm sure he was north of 500 watts the entire last 10K. Cool. Matt, the guy's name is Hobbs <laughs> Kessler from Ann Arbor. Yes. Is he from Ann Arbor? Yeah, Michigan teen, Hobbs Kessler. Michigan makes fast runners. Dude, they Kinda do. Like I know. Portland area for some reason. You Why are none of there. those kids from Ohio? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's barely north of Ohio. Right on. All right, well, uh, anything else, guys, for the lead-out news? I've got zero to add to that, by the way. You guys Can't barely out. <laughs> cool beans. All right, um... A little Patreon drawing, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got the Hawaiian music for the Patreon yeah. drawing? I'm, I'm, we're supposed it's to like be in mid. Southern California for training camp about right now. We need to be. Yeah, I'm it's, dying it's for like some sunshine. 30 degrees and so, cloudy out here. Oh. Yeah, we had some Hawaiian music. I figured that would kind of suffice for us to do this. So we're going to do Next another Patreon drawing. I, we've got a, uh, a sports belt from Aftershocks. Kindly provided by Aftershocks. Oh. And to go along with that, because, you know, you need to be seen, this little Sierra Nevada red flashy taillight thing to put on your bike. Oh, is that from Carlos? Set. Thank yeah, you, Carlos. Carlos from uh, Sierra Nevada. They, uh, mm-hmm. they hooked us up with that. So um, that's going to be our little drawing for this week. Let me stir this thing up. Evan, do you want to pull out a name? I'll grab it. Right. we got this. The people are watching on Let's YouTube see. right now for those who are watching. It's a fair YouTube. draw. And Rob Buck, who I just met for the first time, actually, I think it was Hold last on. week. No, there's there's no way. I think he snuck in here and he put his name in there like 15 times. I'm sorry, Rob, but um, your name was not supposed to be in there. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he's won like so many times. We're going to do one more. Sorry, Jeez. Rob. Oh, yeah. man. I don't, how if is it that he wins Rob, every single still win. If it's Rob Buck again, that's hilarious. <laughs> Alan Wells? Wills? Alan Wills. Alan Wills. Hey, Alan, if you're listening to this. Oh, man, Jake's handwriting is awful. Sorry, Alan. No, it's not. (laughs) You just can't read because you're blind, my friend. (laughs) This is true. The the, the E and I was questionable. (laughs) So, Alan, if you're listening to this, uh, shoot us an email. Um, You can do uh, Jake at Dialed Cycling, and I will get in touch with you, and we'll make sure that this gets to you. I don't think you're a local, so we will shoot it out to you in the old postal and uh, go from there. Cool. Um... So yeah, that's that's about it for the uh, the Patreon. If you yourself are interested in becoming a Patreon, you can go to dialpodcast.com and there's the link right there on that homepage for Patreon. Go in there and choose something that works best for you. We'll put you in these drawings so that you can win some cool stuff and you can help support the show, which is kind of fun. Um, moving forward, it's about that time for us to do a little bit of um, you know that hot seat stuff. So the hot seat's back, boys. You guys got something for me? Mm-hmm. Evan, you got one yet? Oh, I've got one. All right. Then. One's mostly for Matt, but yes, <laughs> another one's more cycling-based. Gotcha. Well, start us off then, Evan. All right. This is, I mean, we, 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 me and Matt talk about running enough on here. I feel like this is one that everybody can guess. I hope that Evan's is like, I did this workout. Three, <laughs> what's, what's my 100K? No, no, that's too short, Matt. We need to extrapolate <laughs> it out to 100K. Okay. 100K. 
Every single Friday morning, I have I have one track workout from the previous week that I will run by Matt, and our joke is that I phrase it as, okay, Matt, here are the numbers from this workout. What's going to be my 100K split as a result? You know, because you can definitely that, – that's a 1 plus 1 equals 2 equ- equation, I'm pretty sure. And I always come up with a number for you. Oh, you do. Yeah, and it's always spot on, even though I'll never run that distance. but Always spot on. You take it to the bank. <laughs> take it to the bank with that one. <laughs> so how many – High schoolers will go under four this year, indoor and outdoor, excluding Hobbs Kessler, starting now to the end of 2021. You know what your safe bet is? Zero. Zero. That's your safe bet. Kids are getting fast, though, Matt. The kids are getting fast. Yeah, but you don't. It's just there's not there's just not a ton of kids that break four. I'm, I'm going zero. Matt saying zero. Lance? Uh, I'm betting you a crystal Pepsi on Ooh, that one. Okay, good. A classic Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> what do you got, Lance? I, um, Yeah, I, I don't think more than one more might do it. So Lance will go one. That's a firm one. Lance? <laughs> firm. Yeah. Jake? Uh, Bob, what's the, the highest number? One? I'm going to take two, Bob. Two. I'm actually going three, <laughs> and that's not just me trying to top everybody. I am actually going to say three. The, the, there are some very, very fast high schoolers right now who I, I think three through next year's indoor and one maybe outdoor this year. So I'm thinking two next year indoor, one outdoor this year. We'll go, we'll go under four. But you said by the end of 2021, there's not very many indoor races. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the they nail it on year. I'm hoping like, they nail it on their first meet. Yeah. Hmm. That's exhilarating stuff. It is, because the sub four barrier is massive. I mean, the fact that that kid just broke Drew Hunter's record, I thought Drew Hunter's record was going to stand for a long time. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Whoa. You know what record's going to stay for a long time is Alan Webb's outdoor mile. Yes, it will. That's going to stay for a very long time. He set that over in... He set that, like... I mean, that was the race's purpose. The entire purpose around that race was him doing that. Not true. Not true. But... Really? Well, Hashim El Garouge is like the dude. This was going to be the fastest mile on American soil ever. It probably was. Yeah. Uh, and I think Alan Webb got like third or fourth in the race or something like that. So. Oh, I'm thinking of a completely different race then. Maybe you're thinking of the um, record that he set, the American record, when he set it in Europe. This was That's what I'm thinking uh, of, was the small was race in Eugene, Europe. This was Eugene on Hayward Field. He set the oh. high school American record, which was the coolest thing to watch I've ever seen. This was on American soil. Got it. Because I was thinking of the Euro- European race he went there and just blew up. Like, yep. the entire race was him just time trialing. Yes. That was like a Wednesday night European race. That was, <laughs> that was, that was a Wednesday night yeah. group track meet. <laughs> Did you say that you had a second part to a, this question? Or you have something that was more bike specific? Uh, no, I, I have another question, but I, oh, go that's ahead. basically it. Go ahead. What's what's that second question? How many... No, but we could, we could dwell on the running stuff if you want to, Jake. Really? The, <laughs> running, the running stuff to me is way more exciting right now because the UCI can't seem to put together anything exciting right now outside of banning the super tuck. And here's... Oh, okay, okay. I'll come with a new one that just popped in my head. What is the next thing after putting your hands on your handlebar, your forearms on your handlebars that will get banned by the UCI in 2021? It's not rockets. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really, really good. Yeah, that is. That may be the top runner right there. Okay, Matt, what's what's the UCI going to ban next? Um, fenders. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Lance. Uh, support vehicles. 
I think the next thing they're going to ban is finish line celebrations taking your hands off the bar because they're just on a quest to ruin fun. So I think that is going to be the next one to go. Does Julian Ellafilippe beat uh, Roglic in that, um, what was that, Flanders or something like that last year where you sat up to celebrate oh, yeah, with hands sat off the bar? Yeah, yeah. Do you think he wins? Was if that he Flanders could... or what was that? Best on probably it was Liege. Was it Liege? Best on? it might have been. Might I have forget. Been. Whatever yeah. that race was, yeah. He put his hands up there, celebrates. Yeah, Roglic for the win. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Cool. Are you done with your question? Somebody else go. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm I've got a couple more, but <laughs> I, I can't use them all right now. Hepler, go. Okay. So, do you guys super tuck? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't get paid enough for that. Sometimes just playing around i don't do it in a race situation i don't do it unless i know that i can 100 percent control my speed and i don't do it if i'm generally going over 40 miles an hour which it doesn't make a lot of sense to do it I, it's just not worth it to me if somebody wanted to write me a big giant check then yeah i'll i'll take a chance but i yeah. guess i can't do it now anymore so for a six-figure salary riding bicycles absolutely i would super talk yeah 100 i would super talk then what about you, Matt? Matt, yeah. uh, no. on your trek, have you super tucked before, or was that? Super tuck and roll. Super tuck and roll. Well, actually, I remember, Matt. You weren't even in the super tuck. Maybe if you were in the super tuck and less pressure was on the handlebars and more on the I top tube, you together. would have been fine. <laughs> and I had chewing gum in my mouth, and I could spit it at my handlebars. I would have been fine. There you go. Yeah, just need to hold them together. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a firm no for me on the uh, super tuck. I know Lance does. I've I've been with Lance when he super yeah. tucks. So does Dustin. Dustin Dustin will super tuck a flat area. Dustin super tucked Forest Home, and for people that don't know, Forest Home is four hundred miles an hour down Forest I mean, Home. That's what yeah. these guys are using to do their Everesting attempts, yep. and that just tells you how steep that is. And oh yeah, he was just doing all the miles per hour, right? He touched seventy-one miles an hour. Fifty. No, oh no, no, gosh. no, no. The average, the average was mid fifties. He touched seventy-one. If you if you go look at his Strava on that KOM, Lance, his top speed was seventy-one on that descent. Holy that cow. is not safe. In oh my opinion. no, it was insane. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. Crazy. I I do super tuck um, fairly often, and it is most of the time when I'm. Uh, you know, when I'm spun out and I'm on a descent and I can see well and my vision is good and I can see that the road is smooth or flat and I can see what's coming, then I'll get down on the top tube. Yeah. Question. And initially it was really squirrely, but um, I'm a lot more comfortable with it now. I'm also not known for my wise decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so quick question, just a little tangent to that rule change. Do you think we will see super lightweight dropper posts be introduced into the pro peloton? Yeah, I think I think that's the yeah. I mean that's the rumor, right? That that's what's gonna that's what kind of drove this decision, right? Was was the bike industry knowing that that was going to be coming up next? So that might be the next big thing, the big next yeah, big frame integration was, is I read, the, the dropper posts so that you can get more arrow. Yeah, I read I read an article talking about how the, the, the UCI I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't rider safety that was at the core of it. It was that the bike brands want to bring around the dropper post for the road bikes and that they knew that if the pros are already super talking like why would I need a dropper post? I'm just gonna drop on the top tube. That's that's yeah. Well thought it out. It makes sense, sense, you know. Does, yeah. well, the thing about know the UCI does not care about rider safety. They could care less no, about rider for safety. For the most part, I mean, we don't hear about people going down in that position. No, we I mean, just don't. And how the, many times is it idiotic moves from the guys on the motorcycles 
yeah. the guys driving the service cars. Sure. The that is what hurts people or yeah. really poor finish line choices. Yeah. You look at who is it, Jakobsen last um, Yeah. I mean, you look at that, yes, that was a bad, terrible decision, but that also was set up by the way that that finish was designed, which sure. was a chicating downhill sprint to a narrowed finish. Sure. I mean, that's, yeah. So the the problem that I have with the Super Tuck is you get a lot of these young people or just people in general that are novice. Yeah. They're like, oh, I saw this guy do it on th- this big race. I'm going to yeah. do it. The next thing you know, the guy's like pushing up daisies. I mean, literally, that's yeah. a super dangerous thing to be doing at that kind it of is. speed and getting hurt. Because you're watching that, that's what I have a problem with. And there's yeah. just not enough bike handling skills for a lot of people to go out there and be trying. No, that. not at all. So, but yeah, still, I think if you're if you're getting paid to ride bicycles, the the, the UCI shouldn't they they're going down a slippery slope right now of controlling how somebody can ride the bicycle. I mean, why are you banning forearms on the top tube when a guy solo TTing out there is really the only guy trying to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you're in a breakaway, that's really the only time you see somebody do that consistently. Did they at least negotiate back the right to wear socks over nine inches? No, no, no. That's a firm <laughs> no. I think that's a that's just that's just a writer, you know, writer fashion thing. And the UCI will never budge on writer fashion. <laughs> awesome. So, did everybody answer this question? Is it was it the super tuck? I yeah, for, I forget where we're at. Were you the one that asked the question, Lance? I'm doing a terrible yeah, job. Me. I've got too many things on my plate here. Do I do the super tuck? Very seldom. Do I want to see people doing it? Eh, I don't know. Drop yeah, a post. And, drop a post and road bikes. There you go. That's the wave of the future. It probably is. You know, I do have a dropper post on my gravel bike, and I was I did that for a reason because big long descents on your gravel bike that happens quite often in gravel races, and I would super tuck on my gravel bike, which is a terrible idea because you're you're all you're doing is spotting obstacles in the road. You're spotting rocks, dips. Uh, soft spots in the gravel washboards so with uh, yeah washboards but with the with the dropper post i can drop that down it's not as arrow as the super tuck position but um way more in control gotcha cool hey matt you got a hot seat question for us i got a hot seat question are you guys ready for this you feeling nervous i think so let's do it matt i think jake and i are gonna have like all the same answers on this one I think Lance isn't going to have a good answer. I think Evan will have some really cool surprising <laughs> some. Lance is not going to have a good answer. That's no. Okay. <laughs> Set up Lance for failure here. I'm working on a video talking about um, like hidden gym YouTube channels, like um, channels that you know we don't that we haven't heard about yet. So what oh, do you I've have for one. me, Evan Price? Go oh my first. god! What's yeah. like a what's a YouTube channel that I should be watching? I should check out. This is um, this I've is my jam right here. As of yet. Yeah. So Morgan McDonald, who is it? Now we're going back to running for a second. But Morgan McDonald is a legit former um, Wisconsin University now pro runner who was NCAA champion, and he just made a YouTube channel recently, and he is hilarious. He is a personality. He's funny. He, um, I think a lot of people were hoping he was going to make a YouTube channel. In the running world right now, there's a couple that are really, really big ones. Um, the Athlete Special is kind of your biggest one from that area, you know, age range. Um, Seth McDor, uh, Seth, Seth McFarland, no, Seth, Seth. no, 
Seth, yeah. Seth, uh, if you just type in Seth running YouTube channel, he'll, he'll be the one who comes uh, up. Seth James Damore. Thank you. Seth James Damore, who used to run at University of Colorado. Absolutely awesome yes. channel. Um, I think McDonald was Wisconsin, right? Yes. And now for the tri-world, I've got a sneaky one for you, Matt. Ari okay. Clow. A-R-I Clow. Already, yeah, we've already talked about him. We have. And his channel is growing. He is, he's a cool story. Um the he ran for UVA, Virginia, yes, he did. I think. And he was legit he was very, very, very fast at, at UVA. Yeah. And he is legit miler. He's a very good cyclist too. He's he's already become a very strong cyclist. Um he can't swim to save his life. So Yeah, hope- if he'll go draft legal. I, I mean I guess he can't, right? Because if he can't swim, no, he can't swim. That's that's gonna be his problem. I, I I hope that he just gets a tri bike and tries to go half iron distance. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's it's it, it'd be tough for him. But still, he's a miler. Half a half marathon's a big ask. I mean, it we'll is. See. It is. And then on the cycling side of things, I really like. So everybody knows vegan cyclist. Vegan cyclist right now is racing with a guy named Chaz Terman. Chaz is no lie one of the fastest American cyclists right now. He is going to be picked up by a continental team this year, I think. Um, he was second in the GC at the Gainesville, uh, road race this last weekend or, um, uh, Omnium this last weekend. He is, he is a big time performer. I mean, this, this, this guy is, if you're looking for a really cool cycling channel that just nerds out on data and speed and watt numbers, look up Chaz Terman. Um, vegan cyclist, in my opinion, is, is the better all round channel because he makes cool stories. He does great content. Um, you know, and you get to watch him eat a bunch of vegetables, I guess. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he couldn't he have well on the vegan side of stuff that much. So no, he does not at all. He's, he's, he's a really cool guy. I like, I like his name is Tyler Pierce and I think he's a really, really cool guy. Um, but yeah, Chaz, Chaz Terman on his team is, is the guy who VC works for in races and is just amazingly fast. And outside of that, Sam Long has a channel now for triathlon and it is cool. It is I mean, it's Sam Long. He's Good. just, he's a hilarious person to watch for any extended period of time. The guy that he's working with that edits those videos and films them is actually really good. So, yeah, who's, who's doing his stuff? I know he keeps on pointing out, uh, pointing him out. I can't remember his name, but he's some guy in Boulder. I know. I feel bad. I, I, I do remember that, that he's got, he's got somebody do, doing, but his it's videos. quality, right? Like someone's doing the editing and the filming and someone that knows what they're doing is doing it. So it's good. It is. My, my hope is that the next guy to come out with a channel, I hope Morgan Pearson comes out with a channel here soon. Um, Morgan's just focused fully on training. I don't think that he would put much time into it, but if he could get a Talbot to come out and do his videos for him, I think that'd yeah, be really the cool. The problem with that is like, I, even for Sam Long, like it doesn't make sense to be paying someone. I'm sure significant amount of money to be doing it if you don't have you know lionel sanders type following so or like a gatorade sponsorship yeah or sponsorship where you can afford to do it so i I mean like theoretically i mean i don't know what sam long is paying his friend but like he's probably losing money on that youtube channel and not a small amount of money but a good amount of money so i'm sure his friend is doing it for free but you know it's uh it's gonna that's not gonna last no i don't think so yeah but yeah, those are those are the channels I'm 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 listening to now. See, I I told you Evan would have a good answer. He does. Mm-hmm. How about you, Hep? Well, you aren't going to be interested in the ones that I like. <laughs> Actually, I think um, it'd be good. The, the, the... 
He, he's right. We weren't interested in him. Yeah. <laughs> you broke up there, Lance, again. One more time. I can you hear me now. Oh, I hear you much better now. All right. Um, they're they're mountain bike related uh, channels. There's two guys that I think are fantastic, and I watch a lot of mountain bike uh, YouTube videos because I'm looking for places to ride and I'm trying to improve skills. And you can actually improve your skills on a mountain bike quite a bit just by watching better people ride. And so um, one guy I follow is Nate Hills. He's super popular. He's got like 200,000 subscribers. Wow. And he descends. It's unreal. I, I can't even imagine how he does it. So he's, he's fun to watch. I think I've seen the this guy's channel because he sometimes talks about GoPro stuff. Yeah. And I think we talked about something. I don't remember what it was. It was something GoPro related or whatever. Huh. Yeah, he's he's pretty solid. Cool. Um, the other channel is a guy. I don't even know his name, but his channel is called BKXC. And he's just like a mid-level, mid-age, middle-age guy that travels around the West Coast and finds trails. And his skills aren't fantastic, but he's like, he's like me. <laughs> he just, he just, he finds trails and he tries to ride them and he tries to get better and he crashes and he feels like an idiot and he wipes the blood off his knee and then he just keeps riding. And, and so I've, followed him and watched a lot of his videos. You know who needs a YouTube channel is your nephew. <laughs> Quinn Bicklin? Yes. Lance shows me this video of his, his nephew. He's riding some trail. Where was he at? Somewhere in Utah? He was in Park City, I think. And he's just like bouncing down this trail and he's having like the, the best time all by himself and he's he's got the GoPro going and he's singing that song. What is that? That song, I Get Knocked Down But I Get Up Again? Chumba Wumba, something like that, and he's belting it out like at the top of his lungs, and he's going down stuff, and all of a sudden he catches a bad line. It's like bang, bang, boom, bang, 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 and he goes like rolling down this hill a little bit, and then he just like jumps right back up, <laughs> and uh, he's still singing the he, song, which yeah. is hilarious. And like he gets back on his bike, and his bars are turned like like ninety degrees in the wrong direction, and it was just <laughs> I don't know, it was hilarious. And then he just started rolling again as soon as he's straightened the bars out. I don't know, it was pretty funny. So. It's funny. Cool. Evan, are you... Uh, All right, folks, I'm out. Evan's got to go work with the, the population of people, so we'll see you, bud. Cool. That's a good one. See you, Evan. Um, I don't really have any really good um, videos or channels for you to watch that are going to be cycling-specific. I, I, I get my fill of cycling, it turns out, during the course of the regular week. So usually when I'm on the trainer, it's a, it's a situation where I'm trying to... Um, you know, just learn some new stuff and learn some new tricks. So it's a lot of times it's like photography and, and video related. And lately it's been a lot of um, learning more about like Premiere Pro and After Effects and all that fun stuff for the uh, the videos that we've been putting out. So I do uh, quite like um, a couple different channels. There's a guy named Har um, Javier Mercedes that does a really good job with the Premiere Pro stuff. I've got a, 
who was another one that I really like. There's a, a, and it's real basic. It's called Learn How to Edit Stuff. But the the guy that does it's pretty good. His name's Nadian Sands. That's a good one. Um, Mark Denny does a really good job with a lot of landscape photography, so that's really fun. And probably like my favorite right now is anything by Gerald and Dunn. He, uh, that guy is just sharp. He's witty. He's funny. And he just built a new studio, so it's been kind of fun watching him go through all the iterations of that. And everybody's listening to this groaning and droning that they don't really care about that, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> that's good, actually. There's actually, except for Gerald and Dunn, I didn't know either of those um, people, so... Good. I'll have to go back and take notes. Yeah. It's fun stuff. Um, yeah. What were you going to say, Lance? There is a question that came in on the live stream. Oh, go for it. Um, this came from uh, Sean Twing. He said, curious if any of you have seen the new Chris Froome video on his YouTube channel. And he talks about his factor bike and the disc brakes. I saw a comment. I don't know where it was about him not liking disc brakes and that he would be more happy to be on rim brakes, something to that effect. And then I, I kind of just like, Oh, I, I see where the comments are going on this one about his accident. Like should have had some disc brakes to begin with, but um, have, have you guys watched that at all? I, I haven't seen it. seen it. All I saw, there was an article on Vela news about Chris Froome and whether he's not quite sold on disc brakes yet. All I saw was the headline. I didn't read it yet. Huh? Well, so I guess to answer your question, Sean, no, <laughs> we have not seen that. So <laughs> I'll have to check that out and see uh, see what that's all about. I, I just got the, the sense that he's not too keen on that, but it'll just be a little bit of a learning curve. What percentage of uh, the Pro Peloton do you think is going to be on disc brakes going into 2021? Do you guys have a thought on that? I, I think it's like if there's 21 teams going to be in the Tour de France, like – 19 of them are on disc brakes. Wow. They were last year. I'd imagine that's probably going to be even more this year, if I'm not mistaken. But Yeah, I was going to guess like all of them, but we know that there's, what, one team, one or two teams that won't, so. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I guess it's my turn for a little hot seat question, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I told you that I was going to come back to this past week. And what is the biggest screw up that you guys have had in recent memory while out on a group ride that was 100% your fault? You guys have any uh, any feedback on that one? I think Lance got up and left the room. <laughs> Evan's gone. It's just me and Matt. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something like really bad that I've done recently. Well, I haven't done a lot of group rides recently because of the pandemic. Um, you know, but like, there's always like that, you know, you're talking or some, if you were in a, like a really large group and you're talking and you cut someone off that's behind you, you feel, even though, yeah, technically your front wheel is ahead of theirs, but you know, there's still that like, Hey, I shouldn't have come in or moved out or whichever way it was, you know, and, and you really want to make sure that you, all of your moves are clear and expected from anyone behind you. So I've definitely fallen to that one many times. How about you? Um, so basically on this ride this past weekend, I have been in dire need to switch out my rear tire. And I had a, a, a new tire that was um, sitting on my workbench at, at the uh, the lab here. And I forgot to take it home with me to put it on my, my wheel this past weekend. I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. Wheels still holding air, all that good stuff. But I... I, I just, I, I knew better. I'm like, I should have changed that. I should have um, at least put a little bit of sealant in there because I know I haven't put sealant in a thing in like 
seven or eight, nine months, something like that. It's been a long period of time. So, um, yeah, we get out on the ride and I managed to pick up a, a nice little chunk of glass that really went through the tire pretty well. I mean, it was a good size and it immediately caused me to go flat and not even, I think maybe like two drops of mist of sealant came out and it was just me riding on the rim. So that was problem number one. So it's cold, it's low forties and it's like light drizzle that started to kick on a little bit later in the day, but it was just, it was not a, it was not a, a pleasant day. I, um, just thought to myself, well, I got to tear the tire off. I got to put a tube in there cause I didn't have any sealant and it's not going to seal itself. So, uh, get all the, the crap out of the tire, including the glass, go to take out the valve stem and lo and behold, the, the nut on the valve stem is completely like adhered to the, the actual valve itself. So the, the threads were not loosening up. We tried with all of our might. I tried like MacGyvering. I tried doing everything that I possibly could and the, the thing just wouldn't come off. So thankfully, um, Nate Scott was with us and his dad happened to live like 10 minutes away or something like that. And his dad was home and he brought us a pair of pliers and I was able to get it off and finally got everything swapped out, put the new tube in and we went off and started riding again. Probably 20 minutes later, I was um, flat again. And it wasn't because I forgot to take something out. It was I picked up, I went to like a little landmine of like little wires and three of them were stuck in there like little porcupines and flatted me again. So, um, for me, it was just like a, a knucklehead thing. I, I knew better. I know that I should probably carry extra CO2. So I had to borrow CO2 from everybody or from somebody. Um, I only had one tube. I didn't put sealant in there. I should have changed my tire. I should have done a bunch of things and I screwed up a, a ride or at least caused us to have to sit around for probably about a half an hour total because of my negligence. So that was my big oops. How about you guys? How about you, uh, Lance? Do you have any knucklehead things that you've done on a ride in recent? Oh, yeah. How many do you want to hear about? Because there's one at least every week. <laughs> Share with us. Um, I told this story a couple weeks ago, but it was similar to yours, Jake. I was on my road bike and I hadn't refilled sealant. And I flatted eight miles from home. And, and I had one CO2 with me. Blew it, trying to reinflate. And then I realized I needed a tube and then the tube wouldn't reinflate because I didn't have anything else to reinflate it with. And I ended up riding all the way home on a, on my rim. That story went through my head while we were sitting on the side of the road. I'm like, I just listened to Lance tell the story and it went through my head of, you know what? I should probably get that tire on there or at least put some sealant in there. Cause the, the tire, it's not showing threads just yet, but it was getting, it's getting low. It's just at the end of its life. And I had taken the time to switch the front tire out. I just didn't have time to get the back one done before we were going on a ride. And, and here I am riding these mis- mixed match tires, mismatched tires. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So you got any other, the good other stories? Thing that I yeah. Go ahead. Quite often is I have a, a camelback chase vest that yeah. I wear when I mountain bike or when I gravel ride. And I always forget to take out the gravel tubes and put in a mountain bike tube. Oh. And so I'll be on a I'll be on a gravel ride and if I have a flat that I can't fix, there's a mountain bike tube in there and then it's not gonna help me. Gotcha. Well live and learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys got any other hot seat questions? Anything else since we don't got uh, Evan here? We got a few minutes. <laughs> yeah? No? Maybe so? What? Okay. 
what are you all most looking forward to in the next four weeks, bike wise? Go, Matt. Uh, <laughs> hot seat again. Um, next four weeks, I'm looking forward to. Uh, we're we're gonna potentially get a little bit of snow here this week, so it would kind of be cool to take the mountain bike out in the snow. Ooh. I don't know. I got a mountain bike. Might yeah. as well use it. Um, and then after that, I'm hoping for you know like one nice decent day to go get some sort of decent mileage outside. You know, like even if it's just like a flat fifty miler or something like that, it'd be nice to get outside. Lance, can I ask you to uh, extend that to five weeks so I can answer your question? Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the time change. I really am. I, I I hate this time of the year. I hate the short time in the afternoon where you can't get outside and ride. So I'm usually at the lab until about five o'clock and I get home and it's not going to be light for much longer. Um, and there's times of the year where it's dark at 430. So I, I'm leaving here and it's dark. So I want to be able to ride outside. And not only do I want to be able to ride outside, I want to ride with our team. So we will kick off our Wednesday night rides again out outside and we'll go uh, beat each other up and chase down some uh, stop ahead, stop up signs. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm really looking forward to the most. How about you, Lance? Well, I'm, there's a there's a couple of races potentially on the calendar, not road races because we're still not in a place in the Portland area where we could do any type of mass start road race. Um, but there are some mountain bike races happening, and there are there's a gravel race happening in Northern California. Um, that I'm hoping still happens. I think that's the first weekend in March. That's the Shasta Gravel Hugger? The Shasta Gravel Hugger. Uh, It's a second-year event. Uh, Last year, they had a weird weather weekend, and it snowed during the race. And so they had quite a big DNF rate. And it was right before the pandemic hit and things kind of shut down. So it was one of the only few races that happened last year on our local calendar. Gotcha. So we're hoping that it's better this year. And we do have a a road race coming up in May though, a mass start up there in uh, Northern Washington area. It's like, was it Southwest of Tacoma, if I'm not mistaken, the Vance Creek road race that's being put on by WSBA and the the promoters up there. Yeah. Do you think you'll get up there to do that if there's still some spots yeah. open to register? I'm, I'm hoping to. Gotcha. It's an open weekend for me, so I'm, I'm hoping to do that. Yeah, we all got called out by uh, Ian Gibson and Chris Surratt this weekend. <laughs> they, uh, they put us on notice to, to get registered for that. So if my shoulder's filling up to it, I'll, uh, I'll give it a go. It's 66 miles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it's a 40-plus race, so not a 50-plus race. So I get to race with you, Jake. Yes, you do. It's an open uh, open cat race, too, if I'm not mistaken. But it's yeah. limited to a, a field size of 30 for our field. Yeah. yeah. That could be interesting. Right on. Matt, yeah. did you have any uh, second – you want to come in for seconds on the, the hot seat questions? Uh, no, I don't have, you know, a whole bunch of stuff uh, hot seat-wise. Um, yeah, you guys – you know, I'm talking a lot about heart rate monitors on my YouTube channel. Do you guys wear a chest strap when you go for a ride? I can't remember. We've probably I probably asked you this before. Almost every time. Yeah, yes. me every time. Yeah, it's and I only say almost is because there's that rare time where I'll forget to put it on because I'm in a hurry. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys both use the Garmin chest straps, right? I do. 
Yes. How's that? How's that coming along in your uh, review process? Are you getting? Uh, yeah, that that thing's great. It's nice. Um, the I have a video coming out that's like some cheap alternatives for like thirty bucks that are very accurate. So, uh, and then I'll have another video. Maybe I'll just spread it out a little bit so that it's not like so much heart rate stuff on my channel. Um, but that one will be like the high end heart rate monitors. Like, how do you distinguish between those and? Uh, I've got the Garmin one, I've got one from Wahoo, and I've got the high-end one from Polar. And so those are like the three big, I think, high-end heart rate monitors. So that'd be good. Gotcha. Hey, speaking of YouTube, I I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I think I saw that you were uh, a guest on somebody's channel, Matt. What was that all about? Yeah, um, this guy named Dave Dillon, he does a lot of ultra running, but he also talks a ton about watches and stuff like that. And um, he, you know, he's kind of same kind of content as like um dc rainmaker or something like that a lot of sports tech okay and uh we're kind of buddies and so we talked and we're like all right we're just gonna talk for an hour and we talked for like two hours oh, geez. because you know it's like we you know you don't get the chance to chat with people very often and all of a sudden you know we're on and we're on this call and then he takes the whole video and he rolls it into a podcast so if you guys want to listen to that uh you can look up chase the summit and uh, Chase the Summit podcast or Chase the Summit YouTube video, um, and I should be in either of those locations. But we just totally like geek out about uh, sports tech stuff, like watches and things like that that we think are coming down the pipeline. Like um, people were asking us questions that were in the live stream, and uh, and then other stuff too. Like we talk about YouTube stuff and cameras. Like he's a total camera nerd. He would totally fit in with you and I, Jake. Where it's just like, oh yeah, we'll talk about the Sony Alpha One or just stupid stuff and. Um, oh. Sony and Alpha One. Don't get me started. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, Jig needs to buy that yeah, so that I can. Yeah, we need to. Play with it. We need to crowdsource six thousand dollars so we can get that camera. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Um, just out of curiosity, where's he based out of? He's like the Boston area. Okay. And he has a, a bit of a bigger following. He has like twenty five thousand subscribers or something like that. Good. Did you pick up some new subs from that? No. Uh, well, yeah, probably. I mean, you don't see like a huge spike or anything like that. Um, but I probably did pick up some, uh, it's hard to say, you know, because people are streaming in, you know, and you don't exactly know who's coming from where, but I bet you that, you know, 10 people or so hopped on. Cool. Well, that will live on YouTube forever. So I'm sure people will watch it and they'll uh, be intrigued by it and they'll want to know more about this Matt Legrand guy. And then next thing you know, maybe, and then there's a choice. They have to make the singer Matt Legrand or, you know, the YouTuber. <laughs> Tough choice. Awesome. Um, Lance, any other questions? I don't have any other questions. Cool. Um, I don't really have much else to offer. I do have a few guests in the queue coming up. Oh, we didn't do it. Funny. Yeah, we didn't do it today just because we were all over the place and we were short on time and we were just going to have to squish this thing together and make it work. But um, in the, the coming weeks, we're going to have some more guests. So I'm kind of excited about that. And I'm really, again, for the past two weeks has had had a, a ton of fun with the uh, the guests that we've had in studio. Um, it's been really neat. And I know that like just last weekend too with Paige Edwards, we've had a lot of people reach out and say how much they enjoyed having her on the podcast and have had people talking about like how they can potentially help support her and her quest. So that's been kind of fun. So it's neat to see this uh, reaching people and having people get excited for the, uh, the stuff that we're bringing. So kind of excited to see what happens with the rest of 2021 should be fun. I think people liked uh, Paige because she uh, she flipped this crap. It was she oh, yeah. like he like stood her ground. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was 
that was very spot on. <laughs> yeah, she was excellent on the podcast. Yeah, so cool. Let's jump into one last thing. Lance, start us off. Um, I'm going to head home and hopefully be there for a few weeks or something like that. Um, other than that, I don't have a whole lot to share. Where else could you be going, dude? Seriously. There's just the racing's going to kick around or kick on here. You're going to have to stay here, right? Or are you going to be traveling yeah, to Padres? Yeah. I want to do the races. <laughs> right on. Matt, you got one last thing for us? Um, yeah, go to YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash mlegrand. Check out the videos. That's what I'm up to. Uh, latest one is like me doing a track workout, which might not be that interesting to our cycling crowd, but I promise I have a ton of videos coming out right now. I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of um, newer channels, new YouTube channels. I would call them like hidden gems or something like that. Uh, YouTube channels that aren't that big um, so that you guys might not know about it. I'm going to do that. I'll talk about a whole bunch of podcasts. I think I'm going to do 10 different podcasts on that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, a whole bunch of heart rate monitor stuff coming out, uh, some new product releases, as well as you know all the stuff that Jake and I were just talking about with different brands and things like that, and some that are actually really affordable, that like 30 to $40 range, which you know that's pretty good if you're talking about accurate data. So um, yeah, I'll have a whole bunch of stuff coming out here shortly. And uh, I may have to post more than one video per week. There's oh, wow. just too much stuff to talk about. How are you going to come up with the time to do that, though? Seriously. Well, one of the videos that I want to do is like talking about the Garmin 745 after 100 days because that's been 100 days. And that sure. just those reviews take me a little bit of time just because I like to uh, give some technicality you know, to it. Like, how's the accuracy of this? How's the GPS accuracy? All these things. And I'm like, OK, I don't know when I'm going to get that built, but. The, some of the other stuff can be pretty quick if I'm talking about some other YouTube channel or something like that. And so depends on the type of content that it is. Gotcha. Well, I have the utmost respect for you and the uh, the quality that you put out. And I think to myself, man, if I just had all of the time in the world, I could put out some really cool videos too, you know, working with Lance on these things. And then I get to thinking like, Matt doesn't have all the time in the world. This is a busy dude doing all kinds of stuff and dad of three and a husband and now, you know, training and all these things. I just don't know where you fit the time. in. so I'm, I'm thinking that the, Matt just does key, not sleep. You know, the key Jake is I'm horrible at all of them. That's the secret. <laughs> well, I, I would tend to disagree with that. I just, I think that you do an awesome thing at everything that you do and I'm not just trying to butter you up. I just think that you do an awesome job and I, I really do respect you. Kind of, Thank you. Kind of look up I'll to you. A, I'll take it. I'll take any compliments I can get. Doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. often. Yep. And then our, uh, oh, my one last thing over here is that we've got a couple videos in the can that will be coming out. We've got one coming out on the uh, the BMC Urs Gravel, um, unrestricted gravel bike, which should be fun. Did a little, um, we're starting a little series about just helping people with like tips and tricks. And the first one's going to be talking about tire flat changes, which is kind of appropriate given the weekend that I had this past weekend. So that should be fun. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. Anything else? Any last little party did Lance words? Give, did Lance say one last thing? I can't remember. Lance, did you do your yeah, one last thing? Yeah, I pretty thing? much uh, blew it off. You blew oh, it okay. off? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just, hey, he's going to come home. That's about it. That, oh, okay. Gotcha. Until come home, Lance. Again. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we really sincerely do appreciate everybody that watches these listens to these and that has supported us and um it's just going to be a lot of fun continuing to do it and we will be back next week with a guest in tow hopefully if all things go as planned and we will um take any suggestions that anybody has to throw away so i'm not gonna ramble on we will see you next week have a good one bye for now